0: And welcome to another episode of the Sartorium Geek podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. Coming back one more time, and of course, let's jump right into the download. Now, this week's choice for the download is one simply because this is a genre or sport which I have not played for quite some time. So I haven't played a tennis game since Virtual Tennis on the Dreamcast. No, that's not right. The last tennis game that I remember playing was Topspin or the Topspin series that debuted on the original Xbox. I think both iterations were on the original Xbox before Microsoft ended up selling the studio that was associated with those games. So when this game was released or slated for release when we were going through it for the NLW Checkpoint, I'm like, oh, this sounds interesting. And it even piqued my interest more because it is on Game Pass. And the game I'm referring to is a brand new game as of this week entitled Match Point. Tennis Championship. Now this game features a multitude of real life tennis courts. Uh, I believe a lot of the major events are there are Australian Open, US Open and the like, as well as there is a creator player function. I was looking through some of the tennis superstars that they have, and no one that you would know are actually in the game at least to my knowledge based on the character selection which when I played through it a little while ago so but that really doesn't matter anything about a tennis game it really comes down to the mechanics and the time I played with the game the mechanics seem really solid but it is very much a tennis simulator and not so much an arcadey tennis game which is maybe what I was looking forward to the most. All in all, though, if you are a tennis fan or have been looking for a tennis game to play, Matchpoint is definitely one you should download again if you're on Game Pass, either a regular or ultimate. I think it's on PC as well, but you can download as part of your subscription. It's also on the PlayStation Family Systems as well as PC. I don't believe it's on the Switch, and I believe it retails for about $49.99. So it is not a... uh, quote-unquote full price game so that's the download of the week match point tennis championship now there's only one short take this week there were there wasn't anything that really came out that really struck my fancy uh with regards to uh trailers for movies and tv shows this week except for one and this is a movie that i absolutely forgot was even being made and not because I wasn't excited for it or was not something I was going to see, but with the way things have gone the past two years, you know, remembering that certain movies being made is really the last thing on most of our minds. And this is the third in a very unlikely franchise that started way back in 1994. And in this case, I don't think there will be any donkey shows like in part two. We're going back to the quick stop and we're going back to Clerks with Clerks 3 from Kevin Smith. And this movie looks fun. It's hard to believe that Clerks 1 came out in 94. Clerks 2 came out in 2006. So it has been 16 years since 2 came out. Can you believe it? And almost 30 years since the original came out. That is unbelievable, in my opinion. And the fact that, uh, one, we're getting a third movie, and I have never been the biggest Kevin Smith fan, but I've enjoyed many of his movies. And I also love the fact that he is a full on geek like the rest of us. I'm pretty sure everyone here. is very much of a, a geek like me and have that respect for someone who got the chance to really uh, put their geekness out there and their creativity out there in the world and to be successful at it like Kevin Smith has. Of course, he's had his triumphs and he had his failures, you know, but the Clerks series is one that I, I really enjoyed too. I think one for the time it came out, I probably didn't like it as much then because I saw one later on and my adulthood, is not something I saw because what ninety four I was in high school then, so I didn't see it then. I saw it during college, and then Clerks two came out, and I really enjoyed Clerks two. So I'm looking forward to Clerks three when it comes out this fall. And Rosario Dawson does not age, and it's amazing, and it just looks like a really fun movie. I am looking forward to this movie coming out, and the trailer really does it justice with that getting older the characters getting older and you know really to understand that they have a a foot closer in the grave than it did before the last time we saw them so there are some life changing incidents that happened during the course of this trailer and also some awakenings with regards to one of the things i like to see that say now don't just be alive but live seems like the characters get a a rude awakening and want to start to fulfill some of their dreams and ambitions and actually live their lives instead of just being alive so for me as someone who is a very much uh, approaching elder status I'm not quite there yet I got a couple years but I'm a lot closer to elder status than I am my more youthful days I can definitely understand the dilemmas of the characters in these movies or in this movie as portrayed in the trailer so clerks three from Kevin Smith and all the normal characters are going to be there nobody's recast or anything like that so that's coming out in the fall I believe it's October and I'm looking forward to it speaking of october is a short take that i totally forgot about until i was reminded of it last night new bleach is coming out and i can't wait and they dropped the trailer for it or the intro teaser trailer for it uh, yesterday the day before and it looks glorious uh, bleach is one of my favorite anime series of all time and it is something that it is a series that uh, my spouse and I really bonded over. Uh, I wouldn't say early on in our marriage; it hasn't been that long. But it's it's one of those series that we watch together religiously. So it has a special place for or in my family. And it's one of those series that is just is just exciting and. Even the filler series in that series were fun to watch as far as I was concerned. So I was pleasantly surprised when they announced Bleach was coming back and even more so enthusiastic after watching this this recording the trailer for the upcoming. I don't remember if it's a series revival or uh, movies, but either way, October is when they're slated it's slated to begin regardless of which one is and the redesigns and the animations look absolutely flawless so i'm definitely looking forward to that so those are my short takes to look out for in in the fall surprisingly enough clerks 3 and the revival of bleach now last week we took a trip to the long box one of the first trips we've taken in a long time so i'm gonna go two weeks in a row with the long box with duo now this is a title which was recommended to me because it takes place on the same earth as the milestone universe but it is not in dakota so this is earth m and duo is a book from writer greg Pak, artist cory fam inks by scott Hanna, colors by chris sotomayor and letters by janice chiang So this book right here is one that I was a little bit hesitant on and wasn't a proper milestone universe. But as I started reading, I instantly became a fan in this book. And I'm not going to give away too many spoilers. You have a couple who are doing research in nanotechnology engage couple and with that they are developing nanotechnology in order to as with many of the sort of sci-fi tropes nanotechnology to help heal people to help recreate limbs and things of that nation of course nanites take matter from somewhere else to recreate those body parts those organs things of that nature you know same old same old when it comes to sort of the the trope of nanotechnology and science fiction and, and with this, they are working with a sci-fi company, not sci-fi, medical company in order to get funding, in order to increase their work and to go into uh, final phases of that. Well, they ultimately got turned down and they ultimately now, mind you, I have a question. Why are they living in the same place where their lab is with all of these nanites? robots there just that fact alone screams there's something's going to happen now i know this is a comic book and i know that yes things have to be set up in a way for the events of the story to happen unfold to get to the main reason of why we're here but it just seems so cliche uh, with the usage of nanotechnology over the years and in sci-fi as a trope and the fact that it's conveniently this large vats of nanite robots is downstairs in their lab which is in the same place where their residence is okay so they get turned down and someone then make that night comes in to break in and there's an explosion and when we cut to the scene the male in the couple is awake and the female his fiance his partner is supposedly is dead um just skeleton and has the body there but she is literally gone well come to find out that the nanites rebuilt him with her yeah gross kind of hard movie-ish and that her consciousness is actually inside of him so thus the whole duo concept or title comes from and obviously as you can imagine they then set out to understand what's going on with them in addition to find out what happened who broke in who set everything up and obviously there are many other players at work that we are revealed in the book in the first two issues and it's going to be interesting to see, one, how this plays out in this book, but also what sort of repercussions this has in the milestone books as well, if any, especially with some of these quote unquote villains that have been revealed who are supposedly immortal. And this technology now rivals or not rivals them but it makes it so they are afraid of what could come of this technology. So they want to make sure that it's destroyed because it's a threat to them and their superiority. So these sort of characters exist. How do they see what's going on in Dakota and how will they interact with the events of Dakota down the line? So that's interesting. Also, one of the things that really caught me about this book is that you have a Milestone sort of base book that has nanotechnology in it. And that reminds me, it screams of Zombie from the original Milestone universe. And ultimately, I think it was brought back as well when they tried to bring Milestone to the DC proper a few years ago with static shock, shockingly Milestone, not Milestone. Uh, Zombie was one of those books as well and that was actually one of my favorite books as well i would say probably top three of my favorite milestone books i looked all the milestone books back then but i would definitely say that my top three would have been um icon hardware and then um zombie if not shadow cabinet in between there as well because i really enjoyed um i'm sorry icon um Blood Syndicate and Zombie. Even more so than Hardware. Because Hardware is a book that I kind of fell off of. I never got into Static when the original ring came out. I was all about Hardware and Blood Syndicate. That was it. Not Hardware. I keep saying Hardware. Icon and Blood Syndicate and then Zombie as well. I I really bought everything else uh, that came along with that. But I'm interested to see how this book evolves. The art is gorgeous. The writing is gorgeous. It is such a tragic story. I I feel for this character and I forget the character's name off the top of my head. um, As he is Dealing with his loss of his fiance, this woman who literally completed his sentences and then comes to find out that she is literally inside his head. It is really it is tragic and cruel at the same time that she's there with him, but he can't touch her. He can't feel her and she cannot feel or touch him, but they are together. So it is it is tragic and cruel at the same time and with a story like this you would want there to somehow be a way to a happy ending where she can get her physical form back but that's not going to be the case so there really only going to be two choices either she stays as a part of him or she fades away and this newfound integration with the nanites also have given given him powers as well and we see that kind of manifest itself for the first time in issue two but we have not really seen any sort of in-depth analysis or display of what those powers are outside of the nanites themselves so duo is definitely one i am going to continue to buy i do recommend i think it's a good book to pick up as well it is in that on earth m but it is not something that is directly tied to the milestone universe so it's something that's going to be very easy for first-time readers to pick up because there there's literally no connection it's a brand new set of characters a brand new story that anyone could really hook on to without having to know anything else because frankly there's nothing else to know Uh, with that so i definitely recommend duo and it's obviously from dc comics now that's that for duo let's get into some reviews and i'm going to be pretty quick with these at least try to be simply because it's a lot to get through Uh, recently as a recent couple months ago the third season of love death and robots was released and upon that being released, I realized hey, I'll head and watch season two. So there was a binge session of season two and season three that was held about a week or two ago, maybe a little bit longer now. And just to catch up and to get through everything, and I have to say, season two was pretty good. Season three is pretty lackluster in my opinion. There some of the bites of the stories from season one and season two just wasn't present in season three and um just overall storytelling as far as sort of social commentary there they weren't there the the art in many of them i love the art direction it's a well-done series um even though everything was very different from episode to episode uh, artistically speaking voices Sound, All of the technical aspects was very well done. Acting was very well done. It's just something about some of the stories that just kind of fell flat. And I think for me, this whole season, most of the stories fell flat. I would say nothing is really that memorable except for the one with the bugs, which was really kind of lame in my opinion. But that was really beautifully done and the ones with the robots that came to earth after we killed ourselves uh, that was a great social commentary until the very end I, I thought the ending really really sucked other than that i don't remember many of season three now that i think about it uh, that really stick out to me so it was it's a good watch it's just not anything memorable and especially coming off of how great season one was um, all around and season two was pretty good as well especially watching season two and then going into season three to have that direct comparison it was definitely lacking in my opinion I do hope for a season four of this series I think it's fun and it's a good easy watch for anybody who's really into that you know those of us of a certain age we remember heavy metal in the movie the original movie and it, I, I really say it's like heavy metal for modern times with these sort of uh stories and, and language um, and themes that they have and especially the fact that it's an anthology series that is very much of the adult persuasion when it comes to its topics as well as his art animation and art style and themes so that's my take on love death and robots in this case mostly season three but also talking about season two all right let's get into stranger things for part two emotional is an understatement for what this latter half of season four did Uh, i will say this and if you do not understand this reference you need to watch stranger things Eddie Munson went out like a G. I would say there was a redemption for him, but there was no redemption because he didn't do anything wrong in the first place. But the the way he was played in this second half, I so love this character and I'm so upset that he is dead. I, I'm I really wanted this character to live through this series and to show up in season five because I think he would have been such a great asset to the main group but if anybody had to go eddie was definitely one especially the way he did it was it was powerful it was impactful it was emotional i i'm torn on how it ended now if you have not watched stranger things season four um at all and especially you haven't watched part two uh just skip ahead a little bit i, I don't do timestamps. sorry uh, but the fact that essentially vecna won in the end regardless of all their best efforts was disappointing. But I understand because it served the purpose of a story, especially leading into part uh, or season five, whenever that happens. I am very much looking forward to further growth of these characters. I do like the fact that one of the questions I had was how are all these storylines going to merge so quickly in the second part of season four? Because you had all these storylines going on in part one and with the truncated version of season, I mean, a part two, because they only two episodes. They're both like movie length. One is like an hour, and 40 minutes. The other one was like 220 minutes, I mean, two hours and 20 minutes. There's not enough time really to have all these stories merged together to get the band back together. And they did not do that. Everyone had their sort of separate task to try to defeat Vecna, even though nobody knew they were actually working together to try and defeat Vecna and the upside down so i like that play on it and then to have everyone reunite at the end after quote unquote the apocalypse has happened vecna has won the and i use a buffy reference the hell gates are open hawkins is in disarray people moving out people are dead it's it's catastrophic the way it ended and it sets up a very interesting season five it it sets up a season of a show that we we've we're never going to, we've never seen anything like that we've never seen them beaten so to speak after every season they've won they've had some sort of victory they've won that battle and we've gone to see them go about and live their lives only to come back in the following season to have something else happening with this one we have ended where they've essentially lost the battle everything's in disarray so when we come back in season five there are going to be a lot of changes and their backs going to be against the wall because they know Vecna's out there and he's healing and regrouping and he's become, going to come back bigger and badder than ever so I am looking forward to Stranger Things 5 Whenever it comes out. If you have not watched Strange Things season four, watch it. It's really, really good TV. Now let's finish up our reviews by taking a peek over at Miss Marvel. Now Miss Marvel is one of those shows I enjoy, but I'm not overly excited for anymore. Now I'm not saying anything that's to say that I am not enjoying the series whatsoever. It's just that some of the or a lot of the excitement is gone, especially as we This was the fifth episode and going into the sixth episode, we literally got a dispatching of the quote unquote villains for the episode or the series in episode five. We did get a great reveal about her family and what really happened to her great-grandmother and the whole time going back in time and her being really the one that saves her grandmother and all that you know standard sci-fi going back in time tropes it was an enjoyable episode it left some questions to be desired especially with Cameron now having powers um after his mom sacrificed herself to close the void with episode six we're like okay there's no big bad anymore what is the point of this series now what resolution are we looking to have in episode six because everything that we cared about really or could have been an issue has been resolved her family issues have been resolved her mom knows and a lot of people know who she is and the powers the gen who were trying to get back to where they came from and steal a bangle and just blow up the planet in the process they're all dead What? is there left to resolve outside of comron's powers and you're not going to tell me this kid goes from being scared and worried about his mom to being some evil villain in one episode that's dispatched That doesn't make any sense. So I'm really curious to see what to do in episode six. But as of right now, I don't understand what they're going to do or why they need to do it in an episode six. That's my take on Miss Marvel episode five. And with that, we're going to take a break and then come back, of course, to strange new worlds. All right. Now we are back to the show with Trekking Out. And with this, we are going to talk about the last episode of season one of star trek strange new worlds a quality of mercy now if you listen to this podcast especially over the last two episodes you know you will know that i found the last two episodes good not great but they were really redeemed with the with how they ended how it tied up especially with episode eight the uh, story about the doctor's daughter, and then with the last episode, uh, we saw the demise and sacrifice of Hemmer uh, for the crew and ultimately finishing out his role of playing quote unquote Obi Wan toward uh, Cadet Uhura. Well, this one we see the culmination of the storyline of Pike. And deciding whether or not to try to change his future. As he meets one of the young cadets that he ultimately saves in the future. um, As a boy in this episode. And it sets him down a path where he is about to change things. But then gets a visit from himself. From the future where he does change things. And let's just say that that one act of him telling that young man not to be there and telling all the other cadets not to be there on that day has a very catastrophic effect on the future and this is when i actually had to go back because this directly ties into the original series episode the balance of terror where we first see the romulans and the federation with the enterprise as the pretty much arbiter the first contactor, however you want to put it is the ship that encounters the romulus for the first time in 100 years so we see a very different scenario play out with this bird or prey that is met after it has destroyed various federation outposts on the neutral zone and in this case with the strange new worlds pike is still very much alive and in command and the enterprise and we see some familiar faces we see lieutenant uhura not cadet uhura but obviously sulu is not there as he was in the original series so he's not there ortega is still there on the ship spock is now first officer and we wonder what happened to una and we actually find out what happens with that during the course of the episode and then obviously we do have pike come back to the current timeline to for him not to make that humongous faux pas and that's really understatement to see what happens with una and how her story starts to transpire so it is it was very interesting with this episode it was great seeing um and I forget his first name, but Wesley to do from Vampire Diaries as Kirk. That was someone who was revealed to be playing this new iteration of Kirk in this series. Now, no one knew to what extent. But now we know with this last episode coming about, it was interesting how Pikes change, totally changed the future. And, you know, we always talk about that butterfly effect, especially. When I was talking about Picard and how the that butterfly effect just seemed to be so negligent for when they actually completed things and it went back into the future. It it seems so happenstance. But then you get an episode like this, where something simple as telling a few cadets not to be at a certain place at a certain time, seven years from now, really results in the death of a major character. And then all out into Galactic War. It's it's really baffling. Because frankly. How Stranger's Worlds did it. Is how it should be done. Every tiny change. has Can have great consequences. And that's one of the things I really loved about this episode. I love the fact this episode focused on Pike. I think that with the few previous episodes what they've been doing and doing a good job of it is being able to focus on individual crew members and then giving the last episode of the series to pike and having a resolution to his storyline of the season was an excellent job and it was just it was an excellent episode all the way around i really would hesitate to say or wouldn't hesitate to say this is probably the best episode of the season and that's really coming off the fact that i loved every episode and the first one through six was just really phenomenal one through seven really eight and nine was so so but this one was just this one just knocked it out apart this was a grand slam in my opinion when it comes to the series but also i went back to watch balance of terror because i i haven't watched balance of terror probably in 30 years if not more and it was very interesting seeing the changes and the similarities in the characters and reactions. And obviously some characters are in balance of Terror that are not in uh, the story How as how it played out in A Quality of Mercy. But those that were, the similarities of how they acted, even though the situations were different, even down from the dialogue to some extent, was just was really great. And I love that homage to the original series continuing to keep everything in canon as much as possible i am just really over the moon with strange new worlds i cannot wait for season two and if you have not been watching star trek strange new worlds you need to watch it now let's get down to the fragrance of the week now one of the things i love about the internet is i get to where I get the chance to discover and interact with new indie fragrance brands. And I had the pleasure of speaking with a proprietor of a new brand down in Louisiana called Harmony, spelled for x Perfumes. And he has a bunch of fragrances based off of very popular sort of themes. Uh, One's Loki, one's Odin, some. But the one I wanted to highlight today is Yasuke. Uh, And this one is based off of the only black samurai and this will run you 180 dollars at the current time is on discount for a 100 ml bottle and these are edp concentrations uh with this one you can find notes of vanilla cypress cedar matutake earth oud and sulfur and this sulfur comes from black currency. It gives off a fruity sulfuric sort of note uh that goes a lot deeper into the oud so it's really earthy and these choices were done to be bold in its blackness, much like the Samurai Yasuke. Uh, uh, I think I'm saying that correctly. I may be butchering that, but it's definitely one that is going to be very bold to wear based on the note breakdown. is also one that's going to stand out uh, because a lot of these note combinations are ones that I don't see or I have not seen in many fragrances especially with that the sulfur note and the emphasis on the sulfur and the oud and the vanilla it, it sounds like a very interesting a bold a dark and earthy and a very powerful fragrance to wear uh, definitely one that you would have to be confident in yourself to wear based on my estimation of the notes. so that's the fragrance of the week Yasuke from Harmony Perfumes and the fragrance I'm wearing today is Hitgar. How to get a response for men EDP. I recently picked this one up, and this one has notes of mandarin orange, watermelon, seawater, juniper, cypress, and amber. Uh, one of the things I like about it and I wanted to get my hands on it because it seemed like a really fantastic fragrance at least based on a note breakdown for the spring and the summer it's one that when I initially sprayed it on it was very faint to my nose as far as the watermelon and the man orange on the top but it was still present but just not as it wasn't as potent as I thought it would have been I think a lot of is due to the note of watermelon watermelon in my opinion especially with I believe there is one of the Kimberly New York fragrances that has a watermelon top note. It's, it's juicy, it's sweet, but it's very light. In this one, you get more of the fragrance, not so much of the sweetness or the fragrance of the watermelon, not so much of the sweetness of the, of the smell in this one. So it is very faint and refreshing. I'm not saying it's not good. It's just not heavy like I thought it would be. Then it goes into the seawater. And for me, I get those aquatic notes really mixed with the juniper. So you get that refreshingness of the seawater. And then with that cypress and amber, particularly the amber, I smell that off the top. It just gets more powerful for me um, as the fragrance evolves over the day. It's a nice powdery fragrance and especially with the wittiness of the cypress, I really enjoy it and I can't wait to continue wearing it. So that is my fragrance that I'm wearing today. Um, Hitgar, how to get a response is HT Period I I don't know if it's really Hitgar, but how to get a response for men. Speaking of fragrances, don't forget to check out Pete and Pedro and use the code Ehawks10. Or the link in the show notes to get 10% off your first purchase. Uh, Be sure to check out their wonderful line of designer inspired fragrances. There are five in total featuring the likes of Legend, which is inspired by Tom Ford's fucking fabulous. Rebel inspired by Creed Aventus and Hero inspired by Aqua De Plus, obviously, a few others of their five in total. Be sure to check them out and use the code to get 10% off. Now, we have gotten to the end of this show. Don't forget to check me every week out with my man Brian Sav and the legend Kouya P over at the NRW Checkpoint, where we talk about this week's game releases and a little bit more. A lot of times we tend to ramble, but we are passionate about what we love, gaming, movies, all alike. So check us out there every week, usually dropping on Wednesday or Thursday on your YouTube. So make sure you like, share and subscribe with Nerds of the World so you can check out. Check me out in my bow tie self and my man Brian Sav every week talking about games. Also, feel free to find me on social media, on Instagram at Geek and Webster Style on Twitter at Webster Style, And of course, on TikTok at underscore Webster Style. Always check out anything and everything that is WebStyle on WebStyle.com. And make sure if you have any questions, comments, you want to, you know, get on the show, Shoot me an email at info at WebStyleMagazine.com. Again, I thank you for your time. I thank you for your ear. And remember, stay safe out there and be blessed.
1: Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be White Wednesday. Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't right, miss Million. Them heels killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking they Acting like you done not the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday. Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the States. And you pick the hell of fit for the church day Let's say you pick the risk game oh, it's Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase Pick a color scheme that can match your berry corset. Get, it, get the berry cream Get it, get the cream make a little no one man should have all that styling Take it off, clothes on the floor piling No one girl should fit it all in them jeans and let me see what's under them scenes Cause no one man should have all that styling Take it off, clothes on the floor, pile And no one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes let see what it seems If it is what it seems Do it Cheeks be looking thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know a hint, though. Don't try to get me at a moment. comment no though, smoking hot, rocking this pen. So thin, tie, hairline, looking like a stencil so. wow. no wow. lie. i shopping in a utensil. tent. Men- so oh. plain dang. Homie, I was hoping we could walk out with that bang, bang, honey. Plain, See them plain, plain James, James, honey. James plain James honey. James them lame frames, funny. Came on me, hey, came hey, on me. a lady, main thing, want me on the scene. Fit poppin' like a main vein, running blood color lips, smashing with the hand, clutch money, holding back. Kinda funny. Can you tell me what's the price? I like got the range. Rover, hang on me. When we walkin', looking gucci, like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a lip like an ankle sprang on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. again. She don't really want me because one man should have all that Take Taking out of clothes on the floor. Take it off, clothes on the floor, pal, and the one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you want to, oh, I completely read that wrong.